but I'm done rejecting who I used to be because it is totally part of who I am. I went through, you know, our big moment where we, we came onto the scene in 2003 and fallen and the whole thing. Um, and then I had this moment afterwards uh, when it, it was like, so it was mainstream, like it was in, in the big picture. Um, and then I struggled a little bit with what that caricature of myself looked like when I saw it back, mm -hmm. um, because it doesn't sum you all up, you know, and I, I'm sure you probably feel some of those same feelings about yeah. the character of you just as a female race car driver. And that's who you are. And that's what you do. And that's all you care about. And that's all you want to talk about. And that's not real. Mm -hmm. um, the truth is we're like multifaceted people with all mm -hmm. kinds of sides and pieces to ourselves. I believe that each and every one of us has the power within ourselves to create the life that we really want. And I want to help give you the tools to make that happen. I'm Danica Patrick, and I'm Pretty Intense. I'm really excited for the guest today on the Pretty Intense podcast, and that is Amy Lee from the band Evanescence. We had such a fun conversation. Like, she's a really cool girl, very open and is really honest and has such integrity with her music. That is what really came through in this interview for me is just how rooted in authenticity her every song is and her every lyric is, and even down to the words. So we really get into how she makes music and what comes through for her to build the foundation for songs. And so you'll understand what I mean when I say down to the last words. She has a new album out called The Bitter Truth. And uh, for those of you who are fans or not, she doesn't come out with albums all that often. So it's a big deal that she has one out now. And she really took the 2020 energy and poured that into this album and spoke some authentic truth. So enjoy this deep dive. So you have, hey, who's on your shirt? I'm not as much of a, I'm not up on all the right. It's, oh, the, it's the police. So you got Sting and the boys. Mm, um, did you have some child, like were there musical favorites growing up that were an inspiration or just like some musicians that you love? Police are like staple outlet music, like I'm going to chill and not like think deeply about the end of the world for a moment kind of music, like good, meaningful, but in a way that, you know, you can relax too. So it's good to have those outlets when you're a serious artist. So you've been <laughs> listening to a lot of the police lately then. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> well, growing up, I listened to you so much. The amount of times that I have screamed your music from the top of my lungs. In oh. fact, I can't even say it was like back then. It's still now when your music comes on, like I still scream it from the top of my lungs and your music's the kind of music where I'm like, I feel like I don't sound too bad. And then I turn the volume down on the radio and, and, and I go, oh, I sound terrible. Oh, come on. I must Everybody be a harmonizer. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's awesome. I didn't know that. That's great. Oh, yeah. I'm a huge fan. Like, I, I don't, does it, is it offensive to call it like, anything other than rock would it be because I feel like like I also like Alanis Morissette and so I I mean I like kind of like more angry chick music is what I'd call it is yeah, that a thing no it's okay. wonderful you know it's funny there there have been plenty of times still happens today where I feel like the odd man out where I don't really belong because I don't know like all the depths of like rock and metal history 
I grew up listening to all kinds of music. A lot of my biggest inspirations weren't rock or artists. Um, I've been really inspired by a lot of women and men, but um, just people that did things that were um, outside the box and uh, just trying new things and breaking the rules and being who they really were, even if it didn't fit into a genre specifically. So it's funny, I'm a rock artist, but I've always views it, viewed it as a, a little bit broader than that, for sure. So are you a rebel then? Is that how you describe yourself? <laughs> I'm a rebel. Yeah, I was a rebel for years for not being the only one in the whole world around me not to have any tattoos. I finally have one. But um, what did you get? Well, it's a reference to the Legend of Zelda. These are my life hearts. Um, I love Zelda very much. It means a lot to my family. Um, my brother and I used to play it all the time. So I, I got it in honor of him after he passed away. Um, and it's, it's, I just thought to myself, there's never going to be a day go by that I don't want to think of him and that time. Mm, that's beautiful. Do you still play Zelda? Yeah, totally. Breath of the Wild is awesome. They nailed it. <laughs> they brought it back and they did a great job. It's so good. I spent like a year and a half just trying to get through it all. I still have like two shrines. I think it's, I think that uh, it's really cool that you would do that kind of a tribute. It's always nice to have things that make us feel happy thoughts. Like there's so many things out there that make us feel, feel negative and, you know, to be able to like smile. Cause it's, I think I saw a picture at one point. Some maybe it's on your social. Is it hearts, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like, you know, your energy it's actually the tattoo that he wanted to get and then he didn't get a chance to get it. So after he passed away, I was like, okay, I'm going to get that tattoo. But um, being a rebel means something different. I think uh, depending on uh, the circles you swim in, you know? Um, and for me, it was always a cool thing to stand out. It was a cool mm -hmm. thing to be a woman, you know, in a world of, of rock guys. It was a cool thing um, to, to embrace femininity um, when masculinity was key and it's a cool thing not to have tattoos, you know, cause everybody did. Um, but if, if I was in a different place, I think it would have been a different thing. It just depends on who you are. First of all, just being true to yourself. But, um, That's I don't know. True. That's yeah. so true. What made you feel comfortable to be different? When I visited Egypt, I was introduced to an expert aromacologist who explained the healing powers of various scents. I returned home with 18 bottles of powerful essences that unlocked specific feelings and had all sorts of healing properties. I became inspired to find a functional way to deliver them in a new consumer lifestyle product. Candles became my medium. Voyant means seer a reference to the inner eye chakra, one of the key energy points in the body essential to wellness and healing. Voyant is a doorway to openness and imagination, a catalyst in our daily journey. Whether you're connecting with others or enjoying alone time, Voyant strives to beautify the home and the soul to create a haven of peace and joy. The candle is delivered with a beautiful monogram 12-ounce stemless wine glass, which can be used after the wax is gone. My limited edition candle collection is available exclusively at voyantbydanica.com. I've been inspired by a lot of people. I mean, as far as being a musician, um, I was, I did talk about that again. Um, like in high school, it was the alternative grunge, like, the more unique, the better era. And that super inspired me. Um, 
Bjork is probably my all-time favorite artist. Um, and it's just that there are no rules. It's, it's just so pure and, and truly real and authentic. And authenticity is what draws me to artists the most. Um, just feeling like, wow, like they are, they are real and they are who they are. And that's beautiful. Um, so I don't know. I think I, I've been inspired by people that, that broke the mold. Um, you're definitely one of those people mm -hmm. that has, you know, broken the mold, not to, not to do the thing on you that you probably always have to talk about, but, um, I have to talk about it all the time. So, so should you, yeah. um, you know, <laughs> breaking through and, and, and following, following your dream, you know, and, and doing what you love, even though it's, it, it doesn't add up to everybody and it's not what they expect to see that's kind of even more exciting. Yeah. You know? I always love being different. I didn't know. Yeah. I'm like, I always felt really honored and like lucky to stand out. Um, and then so, yeah, I totally relate to that. But one thing you said was about you were, you resonate with authenticity and it made me think of, it makes me think of music and it makes me think of, um, what allows you to be able to feel that authenticity. And so I'm wondering if from a musical tone, energy perspective do you think that authenticity and truth do you think there's some kind of frequency to it or energy or how do you like the basically how do you know when someone's being authentic how can you actually tell Ooh. um i wow like a lie detector like how can you tell if somebody's like a poser or not i don't know feel it, right? <laughs> you like know. you can feel it you feel it because i don't know that's hard to that's hard to define um, you just see yourself in people, you know, you see things that you're like, I relate to that thing you're saying, and that's hard to articulate. Um, music is cool because it's a place where we can express things that, uh, go beyond just like language, you know, it's a feeling, yeah. it's, it's a moment, it's a memory. It's, it's just part of your core and part of the thing that binds us all. And when you see somebody expressing that in their own unique way, I don't know, you just, I'm drawn to that. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. Cause we don't, when we see things, we don't see them as they are. We see them as we are. Yeah. Right. In the heart of Napa Valley lays Somnium, which means to dream in Latin. The Somnium Vineyard Estate is an extension of the love and intensity that I pour into everything I do. To experience our wines, visit SomniumWine.com and use the code Somnium to receive a $10 flat shipping rate please drink responsibly. That's a really complicated concept that takes a long time. I know. Time. I, I know. I know. I'm sorry. You're making this. No, up. it's totally. <laughs> no, that's. I'm you're like, in my, you're in my, in my creation zone. Things get weird. Things get deep really, really fast. That's sorry. like where I live. I mean, I live in that sort of like that mode of frequency and energy and spirit and consciousness and all that stuff. Are you into that? I mean, I don't, the fact that you yeah. understood what that, that those words meant means that you, yeah have dove into that aspect of existence or well perception. that's my job like to, to like consider the gravity of life and what we're doing here that's always been like this thing for me like to use music to try to discover the secrets of the universe um and connect with other people through it you know something really really incredible that i couldn't have expected um when i was just making music as a kid in in my room in high school uh was what it would be like to stand on stage uh, in a room with thousands of people and everybody experienced the same 
indescribable thing, mm. you know, at the same time through the power of, of music and, and art. And when everything comes together and I don't know, it's hard to explain it's transcendence. And yeah. when you feel that thing, where there's there is obviously a higher plane like there's more to life than just buying groceries and going oh, yeah. to bed and waking up again my body like, my I, my body's <laughs> giving me goosebumps saying yes there is like yes and that's fascinating to me and i don't know the answers and searching for those answers and those connections really for me it was born out of grief i lost my sister when i was little um and my family's been through a lot um mm -hmm. and just like wanting to connect and 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 wondering like what could be possible you know what what is what is real and and what is time and all these like deep concepts of yes. how our spiritual energy could still be together and and I don't know. I'm having a full circle moment with this album and this process and this time there has been so much loss in the world and I'm feeling like not in a negative Debbie Downer way, like connected to humans that I don't know <laughs> through music and wanting to pour that thing out and, and just spread hope. Like I really do have hope for whatever it is. I really have hope for a better tomorrow than yesterday. 2020 was so hard, but we all had to like really face reality. And, and a lot of us like looked in um, and I did, I mean, it wasn't always easy, but I spent a lot of time in this room just mm -hmm. going deep on myself and um, processing uh, my life from now, you know, to then, to the future and, and how we are all connected and how it all is one circular thing. I don't know. It's hard to explain. That's why I write yes. lyrics instead of You're talking. You're making perfect sense. I just got done interviewing Teresa Caputo, who's the Long Island Medium. And she wrote a book called Good Grief. Uh huh. And so she was talking about just that very same concept of how grief can be good. And it's in that sort of ability to grieve that you to in order to grieve, you are sort of like alchemizing. Right. And so for you to be able to have a perspective of grief of being like a positive thing, I think is an evolved perspective. So what did you like? I'm really curious about making what it was like and where you were at. Oh, I like it. Some wine. I love wine. I, First sip of the interview. Here we go. <laughs> I make wine. You just have to let me know where to send some. Okay. I will tell you yeah. right after this interview. That's amazing. Perfect. Um, making music and the sort of space that you were in, um, in your maturity and your awareness level before you made, but you know, before early 2000, before you made Fallen album to let's say the space that you're in now making the Bitter Truth album, like what can you even, I mean, like put them side by side, put Amy side by side, describe her. I'm still me. That's the coolest thing. And I've Thank made you. a really, really long journey to get here. Um, I've experienced so much more and I feel different in my perception because I know more, um, but also I'm aware that maybe I knew less all along. I feel like that's the hugest lesson is that we are <laughs> just totally, I look back on some of the stuff that I used to say, I've been going through all this old footage of um, the first like video camera I ever bought when we first went on tour. And it's been in all these little micro tapes um, in this thing right here since like 
2007 was the last time like I even looked at it and I'm just like oh my god you're such a dope you think you're cool what was in it it's dumb I honestly mostly I was thinking "Ooh, I'm gonna capture the show but had like the audio all the way up so it's just like like completely unusable um footage of our concerts from back then but no there's a lot of like just backstage hanging out walking through the dressing room trying to just document my life because it was really cool and it was really new and and wild you know I just wanted to remember it I'm really glad I did it um but at the same time I hear myself talking and you know you're just like oh god you're such a dumb kid um nobody likes to hear themselves talk (laughs) no I know even now yeah I don't listen to anything I don't have to listen to or feel like I need to listen to to get a little information I don't like to do that um so but the answer is I've, I've grown a lot but I'm done rejecting who I used to be because it is totally part of who I am. I went through, you know, our big moment where we, we came onto the scene in 2003 and fallen and the whole thing. Um, and then I had this moment afterwards uh, when it, it was like, so it was mainstream, like it was in, in the big picture. Um, and then I struggled a little bit with what that caricature of myself looked like when I saw it back mm-hmm. um, because it doesn't sum you all up. You know, and I, I'm sure you probably feel some of those same feelings about the yeah. character of you just as a female race car driver. And that's who you are. And that's what you do. And that's all you care about. And that's all you want to talk about. And that's not real. Um, mm-hmm. The truth is we're like multifaceted people with all mm-hmm. kinds of sides and pieces to ourselves. So I have this like really, I don't know what the word is, disenfranchised, disconnected sort of disillusioned moment where I was like, maybe I want to quit. Maybe this isn't who I ever was. Maybe it's just a role, something I was doing in high school, you know, that was cool. And really like, that's not the whole pie. And I, I've had, I have always taken my time in between albums to just like decide what I want and what I really want to say and what I really want to express and what I really want to do with my time. Um, and I always come back to it because it's real. Um, and it doesn't mean that I put on eyeliner and wear corsets every day because I don't, that's silly. That's character. But really, when I really go in deep and, and, and do the thing that feeds my soul, it's pouring out music that sounds like Evanescence. So that's amazing to be here in this moment and having last year be this kind of lockdown at home time to focus on it and go, you know what? I'm going to totally do this and hear what it sounds like when it comes out. And it is different. It is new and it is the future. But at the same time, the core of who I am is who I was. And that makes me feel awesome because I, I don't have to like reject something that's, that's, that's here. It's here. And it, it meant that then too. Um, that doesn't mean we can't grow and learn things and be better people, you know, and I, I am, I hope that I am, (laughs) but, uh, at the same time, you know, like I'm proud. I really am. Like, I'm, I'm proud of everything that we've done despite all the obstacles and, and all the searching and everything. It's good. What were those things that, I mean, like kudos, because that's a journey and that's hard. Like the work is hard. Yeah. Like, and I don't mean like the driving the race car, the singing, the songs, like the work on the self is hard. stuff. So what did you deny then that you now embrace and say, I'm not going to hide this aspect of me, or I'm not going to deny it. I'm not going to cover it up. I'm not going to be embarrassed or shameful or any of those words that we don't want to have to be. I think it's about being the sad girl. You know, um, one of our biggest songs was my immortal and, um, it's a beautiful song. Um, and it is kind of out of grief and, you know, singing about 
just just a tender ballad it's dramatic and emotional and just like vulnerable you know and um it's funny and cool but actually because like we're not vulnerable isn't the word you would use if you were thinking i think to describe my band it's a hard rock band um but we have that contrast and that that drama um and seeing the character of it again i i like using that word now all of a sudden because it that's what it's like it's like you express and then you see the reflection reflected back to you from people's perception of that and you're like what Mm -hmm. that's not exactly what i meant like that's kind of like a cartoon version of of the real thing um but what i the problem with the character is that it looks like melodrama. Oh, I'm always dying. Everything's horrible and hard and dramatic and like the end of the world and life and death and save me from the nothing I've become, you know? (laughs) And I, that's real, but it's not the, if we're sitting here talking together today, like that's, that's not the person that I am in a nutshell. And I think the thing that I wanted to run from for a while was that drama. I don't want drama. I put that stuff into my music so that I can let it go and Uh be the funny one and be healthy and, you know, like have a good time and go make music and, and have a family and all that other stuff. Wow. That's so fascinating. So music was like, I mean, yes, music is your outlet, but and the word that comes to mind is almost like your dump. It's almost like you're like you throw it into the music and get it. It's like, it's like your alchemization process. Yeah. Set it free. Um, and that's why like some of the darkest things are, are in our music and some of the biggest struggle, all the biggest struggles of my life are in there. And there was a lot to say this time and a lot to get off my chest, especially after 10 years, since mm-hmm. we put out a full album. Mm-hmm. Um, so much has happened since then, good and bad, but just big. Mm-hmm. Um, so I put out the most, um, the biggest outpouring I can that's music. Uh, so that, yeah. So that then I'm giving an interview and they want to talk about it. I'm like, I don't know. I just, I like ice cream. <laughs> Do you feel like it's, I mean, I want to talk more about vulnerability because I'm curious if vulnerability has always been easy for you. Um, but do you feel you just said something that made me think is, is there an aspect to music or making it that, that sort of feels more like a channeling? Like it's not you. Yeah. Mm. Um, it is me, but there's something when, when I start to write a song, um, when I start to write lyrics, like, I don't think about the lyrics first. It's just like mood and, and, and sounds. Um, and the first things that come out of my mouth, I don't want to let like thinking about what the words are going to be or what the songs about slow me down. So it's just subconscious. It's just stream of conscious. It's just blah, blah. It's not even like English. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of it is like words come out. Like it's just from this kind of subconscious place of feeling. Um, and then after like the basic core is kind of there, then I start to sort through what I have. And when I build what I'm going to sing, there's a part of it that's always like kind of just sifting through what came out without thinking and going, what was I, what was I feeling without thinking about it? And almost always a few words come out of that subconscious place mm-hmm. and I feel like there's something other mm-hmm. that is like just coming through I, I feel like it's my subconscious I'm a big dreamer I dream really 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 vividly mm-hmm. um cool 
I like you. Um, like I'm I'm like, I literally like (laughs) play out situations. I resolve problems. Like, (laughs) um, same. Yeah. All kinds of crazy dreams. So I, it's kind of like from that place, like something comes out that I, that I know is real because I wasn't trying to, to put on a show. I wasn't trying to tell a story, um, or portray a, a, a good looking side of myself is just what really came out. And then there's also something else that has just become sacred to me about um, the lyrics that it, that I can't lie. Um, Cause it's for me. Like I can, and I always have this safety in the back of my mind that like, I don't have to tell people what this is about. I can always do an interview and just say something vague and not go into it. But like, I have to be true to myself and say the thing, say the thing that I have to get off my chest that I don't really want maybe want anybody to know, or that I don't want to talk about. It's just that place where I can't lie. Um, And because it's that thing for me, that's part of why it's so cathartic and healthy. Oh my God. You, what I'm feeling is that by you, since we're only seeing ourselves in things that by you sort of channeling this energy and getting it out, you, you are literally giving people an opportunity to take their same pain or same feelings or, or even if it's not the same, but not yeah. the same thing, but it's a feeling that's similar. Yeah. This music is their outlet as well. I've seen that. It's so beautiful. It's such a gift. It's, it's something that's pushed me forward on days when I didn't want to do it when we're on tour and we have a meet and greet, and people talk about their own totally unique experience of um, struggle and like a hard time in their life or, um, you know, living with a, 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 a family member with a disability or losing someone or just like a crazy divorce, just stuff people have been through. And there's specific words that are like, this means so much to me, you know, like this is what helped me through that time. Um, and that is the biggest gift because mm-hmm. it's doing something that I can't control. Um, it's just, it's just an awesome, awesome gift through just the connection through honesty and art. Yeah. It's like you, I'm going to get super woo woo. It's like, almost like you open up a channel or a portal or a, or a energetic sort of like shaft to like allow this energy to flow. That's, that's amazing. I can't wait for you to hear this record. There's totally a song that's I've already, I, about that. I, let me guess what it is. Cause I've listened to, I've listened, I've listened to the songs. Let me, um, Hmm. Well, the one that probably resonated the most was Wasted on You. Oh, cool. I like, love that song. That, that kind of felt like a breakup song. I don't know if that's right or not. Totally. And then it became like, perfect. I want to break up with this moment when COVID hit and we were all stuck. I was like, this is totally our first song because, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's about that. But I liked Broken Pieces. I thought that like had a really good sound. Like I love the guitar in it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, that sounded super cool. And then game is over. It's just like, I mean, that's just you like shining. There's a song called um, part of me that uh, it's not like a single or anything. It's later in the record. It's one of my favorites. Um, I listen to it a lot for motivation. It's, it's about like a common theme on the album, but um, like rising up from the bottom um, and just, standing up to face it and and that thing that you're talking about i kept wanting when it gets to the chorus like i'm pouring out my love for music my relationship with the music what we were just talking about honestly um i mean it doesn't have to mean that to everybody everybody doesn't have the same experience that i do but um drown me in your blinding light i'm just like visualizing 
that feeling like standing on stage and whatever that is. Um, it's like, <laughs> like the hole that opens, you know, um, from our pain can mm-hmm. also be a way in. Yeah. Um, like let that light like pour in and, and be a, ch- a channel, like an, an open thing, you know, and, and let it be something good. You know, if we can take these, these trials that we're all going to go through in our life, everybody's going to have something, yeah. something eventually, at least at the end, you know, where they're going to have to face our mortality and, and, and everything about this life that is fragile um, and experience those losses. Like if we can take that, that pain, whatever your struggle is and turn it into something good something that shines light and let that vessel go two ways, let that hole also be, you know, like a way out and a way in, then, then our time isn't wasted, you know, then we're, we're giving back because also the world is a beautiful place, you know, um, and, and worth, worth living for and worth fighting for, for sure. You're doing that. Like, I don't even, I don't know you obviously, and we're just talking for the first time, but the energy of your, of you and your music, like I'm, I'm able to obviously mirror back what you're doing. I know. I love it. I can totally relate to you. We should talk after this. (laughs) Yeah, we should. (laughs) Is vulnerability always been easy or I mean like, no, it's hard. Okay. It's hard. That's why I love it. Ah. It's, it's, it's hard, but it feels good. Um, I am part of, you know, talk about that because vulnerability is hard for people. So it's hard and then feels good. And like, give me the arc of that. So it's still, it's still a struggle, you know, and it's not, obviously it's not something you can totally control. Um, being in, uh, like the hard rock realm, vulnerability is not generally embraced. Mm -hmm. It's not that it doesn't exist. It does. Um, and it's my favorite part. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not normal. It's not like the, the, when you have your, you know, idea of, you know, what hard rock music is, it's about like, yeah, you know, fight the power, being strong. Um, it's not about showing the times when you've felt like maybe you're wrong about something or that you're weak in some way. Uh, that's kind of the opposite. But to me, that's why it's so striking. Um, because it's so real. And for me, what's always inspired me, like we were talking about before is authenticity. And if I'm going to be honest and I'm going to be authentic, then I have to admit that, um, I'm not perfect and I'm not always feeling strong. Um, and in, in our performances, um, I'm able to let that out and let the broken pieces shine, let it be beautiful, make those flaws a feature, um, and, and let myself feel that way. That's the challenge is the things that even like when you uh, finish a recording and like choose the takes you're going to use, I've gotten more and more and more to the place from, from our first time doing it um, where I gravitate towards the things that are just human and didn't come out on purpose that I wasn't trying to do kind of a perfectionist. So I'm always trying to get things like super, super perfect, but then like my voice will crack and I'm like, Oh, we got to use the one where my voice messed up. Like, that's the coolest part. That's where you can hear who I really am, you know, and it's brave because it's not what I wanted and it's not what I can control, but that's what's beautiful. But perfection <laughs> can be looked at different. Again, it's your, it's your perception of perfection. So right. okay. like if being vulnerable is the hardest thing and you just kind of like let it out and you felt it in that moment and that, right. that 
that that one t- that that time you sang it, but your voice cracked. You actually were perfectly aligned with your intention of the music. It's like hearing though- hearing somebody's heart. And a lot of my favorite singers, it's not that they're like the most perfect like singer that would do a good job on Broadway. It's that they're the, I hear the their soul through their voice. It's like you. That's what we love, right? When we hear somebody, we can really relate to and go, "Oh, I believe them. I believe what they're saying right now." So I don't know. Is that yeah. a really how? What is the window of opportunity for artists to really do what you're doing? To to be in the place that you are, that you are able to do that because it feels from the outside looking in like there's so much control and there's so many, you know, with record labels and deadlines and whatever, like, do you have to like, do you have to be like, I don't know, another artist that comes to mind that feels like, you know, they came onto the scene so big in the beginning that they earned the ability to be able to be authentic, be like pink or something like that, you know, where you're like, you get so big, so quick, just like you did. And, you know, then all of a sudden you're able to sort of, sort of live under your own um, set of rules. Yeah, and use your own original money from the first time to pay for the next thing because it's never going to be as much as it before. <laughs> um, yeah, totally. And I consider that a gift. Like, mm-hmm. I see that as I, I, there's no recipe for that. We really got lucky. Like, there is an element that there are so many artists out there that are great and unrecognized. It's right. not just that the best ones make it and the other ones fall away. No, it's, it's more than that. Like things had to kind of happen at the right time. And it is a gift. Um, I, I have to say that just because of all the wonderful friends that I know that haven't had the success that we've had. Mm-hmm. Um, but something that I've always fought for and it could have gone different after that first album is that authenticity and not to sell out and, Oh, that worked. Do the same exact thing again. Be exactly who you were. And just, you know what? Actually, let us find some writers for you. And and just, we're going to get you another single. That's not real. That's not what I signed up for. And that's not, I don't believe, why people gravitated towards us in the first place. Why we earned our fans. We had the incredible luck and opportunity for them to hear us in the first place. That's huge. I can't control that. Um, but the fact that, like, it meant something deep and touched them. That's the thing. That's the spark that, that I have to maintain and hold on to, and that I, I have and will always fight for is to be my real self as much as possible. And I think that's why, um, as the years have gone by, more and more, um, I'm pushing myself in that direction um, rather than more and more like, how can I dominate the airwaves? It's more, how can I more and more embrace that? authenticity even if it sounds a little bit different now than it did when people first heard bring me to life you know um and i don't know it also feels good to me because if it totally flops and everybody hates it i still love it and i'm the one who has to live with it forever well look that's the thing and that's a beautiful place to be and not a lot of people are brave enough to do that you know not a lot of people i think are brave enough to i'm gonna bet that you don't probably live with a lot of regrets then, because if you're your authentic self and you are proud and happy and in alignment with what you did and you'd use the best of intentions and put everything that you could into it, then like regret would imply that you wish you'd have done something different. I don't have regret when I listen to our music. I always feel pride when I listen to our music. I really do. Um, And a lot of memories, a lot of good, like, I remember the time, whether it's performances or that time writing it, or even at this point, other people's stories, 
um, have entered into it to where it just feels like it's something bigger than myself. Um, that makes me feel awesome. And yeah, no regrets, no regrets on the music. What, um, what was your most sort of surreal moment that you look back and you are able to ruminate on and just like takes you back emotionally? We got to, um, there've been quite a few really cool things. Um, shoot, I'm stuck between two. Tell them both. Well, we got to, we got to play the Sydney Opera House. We sold out the Sydney Opera House two nights in a row, which is wild because it's not a rock thing. Um, we were just, we, we toured with um, a full orchestra for our synthesis project in uh, 2017, 2018. And that was really, really special and really emotional. Um, and it was uh, a crazy emotional time for me because it was when I was just first, when my family was grieving my brother just a month before. Um, and we couldn't cancel the show. And it was like the first show back and I'm on a plane to Australia, just like, I can't sing, um, but I have to go. Like, I know that I, I want to go. Like, I know he would want me to go. Like, I've got to do this. And just the feeling of like, that was one of the most like transcendent feeling emotionally like performances ever. I felt like everybody in the room, well, we were all just souls. I couldn't even like see it normally. It was just lights. It was just like something I knew I was where I was supposed to be. Those feelings are amazing. Um, another time, um, years before, in uh, I think 2011, we got to play um, the Nobel Peace Prize concert uh, with a bunch of different artists. I feel like we were the only rock act. They just had all these different genres supporting um, and all really cool ones, just different across the board, unique, neat artists. And we played for like, kings and queens and just wow. just amazing amazing people who had changed the world and that was the year that um all three of the nobel peace prize winners uh were women and they were fighting for social justice um and it was just this amazing thing you know like to be like do we really belong here because i i have had so many of our greatest moments, I'm like, we snuck in here. Like we're the kids that totally crashed the party and snuck in the back. When we won those Grammys. I did not expect to win the Grammys. I had my shoes off. Um, I literally, the whole thing, it just happened kind of in such a jarring way that I'm like, nobody really knows who we are like that. Right. Like I'm being punked. Like this is like the scene in Carrie and they're about to just dump a bunch of pig's blood on us and laugh. Like, so from that to like, you know, just kind of recognizing like, okay, like this is real. It's not just for us. It's, it's something bigger than that. That's the best. That's, that's the greatest, the greatest feeling. And I definitely felt that when we, we got to play that Nobel Peace Prize thing. I was like, do we belong here? Just like, yeah. this is, the, this is so an honor. It, remind, it makes me think of the word surrender. Like when you can sort of set an intention for something that you want to accomplish mm -hmm. or do. Um, and then you surrender to the outcome. Right. You, you free up the energy to let it be something that you hmm. couldn't even imagine. Right. Right. Totally. Yeah. Cause because life does have the ability to be greater than we can imagine. Yeah. Just what? have to let, let go of control a little bit sometimes. Yeah. Do you, um, I don't know, like I, do you have a spiritual practice or like just your awareness level for all this makes me think that there's some level of either like interest you have or books you read or podcasts or YouTube mm -hmm. or I have a lot of deep conversations with friends, um, for sure. I, I've always been a spiritual person. I think my mind, you know, 
kind of went to that place of, of thinking about like the afterlife and, and what are we here for and what happens after we die when I was six and my, my sister passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it, it, it just put me on a path to, to open my mind to, Oh, that can happen. Well, what does that mean? Like how, how does that work then? Like what, what am I? Like, and what, what is the value of our existence? I mean, I was raised as a Christian um, and I still am, um, but it takes like a really, truly open mind, I think, um, to see it in a way that is really broad and, uh, and accepting the part that's like, this is more than, than you can understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that is key. (laughs) There's a lot of, a lot of great Beatles music, um, that really inspires me and makes me feel like that gets me. John Lennon gets me. It's something, (laughs) it's something more. It's just something, something untouchable and and beautiful and personal at the same time. And I, I, I don't have the answer, but, um, I think that the search is totally important. And a big part of why we're here is to be asking those questions. You and your friends haven't come up with some sort of like mm-hmm. cult. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Pretty all inclusive. Yeah. I like listening to people. I like listening to other people's interpretations and ideas and, and, and thoughts about, about the universe. Um, because I think that the more we listen and the more open we are, like o- there can only be gain from that. Like we should use each other and listen to each other. And I don't know. One love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. So, how do you know when you're ready to write another album? You know, given that that you space them out and you get into, you know, you you obviously feel your way into the next album. What happens, or what do you feel when you're finally like, okay, it's time? Yeah, it's only happened a handful of times, hasn't it? <laughs> um, it's hard to explain. I, I'm something that I love about um, our time now is it doesn't feel like it has to be so structured. Um, mm-hmm. Over the last decade, it, it just hasn't felt like, okay, if we're going to make music, it has to be this many songs. We have to do it all at once. We have to go in, we have an album. Um, it's just freer than that. And I definitely wanted um, to just express myself in different ways and kind of just learn, have some educational experience as a musician, as an artist, as a person to just kind of go down some different roads and see who I am. Um, So some of that had to do with Evanescence and some didn't. Um, When our band got signed, um, I was, had just started going to college. And um, my other thought um, was like for my day job was I wanted to study um, theory composition and become a score composer. Um, and a lot of my heroes in music are score composers, um, people that write music for film. Um, and that's the hard part. I have a good ear and I can cheat. And I took classical piano for nine years, um, but I could cheat. If I could hear the song, I could play it. Not exactly instantly. It's, I'm not a genius, nothing like that. It takes work. But that made me know that what I need is the discipline to like sight read and understand music and be able to really go, if I'm going to do that, if I want to be somebody that's really writing music for a living and, and being like my heroes, I want to understand music for real and there's work to do. Um, so I got a chance, you know, after um, in, in the last 10 years to, to spend some time actually scoring independent films um, with friends um, and 
I made a kid's, I have a child. I have a six-year-old son named Jack. He's awesome. It's the coolest thing I've ever done. Um, Yes, it is my greatest accomplishment by far. I mean, hands down. I'm 38 and I'm like, is it highly recommended? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Do it. Do it. It's incredible. It blew my mind, especially (laughs) if you're into like spirituality and opening your mind and stuff. Nothing in my life has opened my mind like that. We're it's all connected. It's crazy. It's like getting a glimpse into like the big picture. (laughs) It's wild. It's amazing. And he's my best friend. I love him so much. Um, But that inspired me, you know, to make a kids record with my family. Um, So my dad and my uncle and my siblings and me and even Jack, you know, for a second made the music that is like the best version of us you know, sitting around guitar pole style at Christmas. Um, and I never would have done that. I don't think if it wasn't that I was thinking like through his eyes, like being a kid again and like thinking about the songs that my dad sang to me and then like writing new ones, like just to just like get through the moment when we're changing a diaper or whatever. Um, so (laughs) yeah, I know. Um, but exactly. Um, so I don't know, going down those other roads, was good for me um and rounded me out a little bit and also it just makes me feel e- even more like for sure in this moment that we wanted to make this album um when the path after going the long way around like leads me back here i know it's real um and it is a really special beautiful thing to get to play in a band just that simple it's fun it feels cool. good it's powerful it's really, it feels good. Um, and after becoming a mom, there was definitely a part of me that was like, I don't know if that I can do that anymore. I don't know if that's still me. I feel like I'm 200 pounds, you know, forever. And then I signed up to do a show. We got some cool offer to play some big festival in Japan. And I remember like being like, okay, I hope I can do this. And as soon as I stepped on stage, Totally. Of course. That's who you always were. And that beautiful realization was just ah, such a beautiful thing for me. It's so good for me. Um, 2015. So we kind of delved back into playing shows a little bit starting then and then went into the creativity of messing with our old music with the let's re-record, restructure, redo um, our favorite old songs that are like kind of classically minded from that classical place, you know, that thing that I love and the electronica and just like strip back the band and make it this other side of our music and push it forward. That was cool and fun and scratched an itch that I had. And then it's like, once those itches are all scratched, it's like, well, now I want to rock. Come on, let's do this. So there's all this pent up aggression and we're all like raring to go. Um, And yeah, we, we just started, we started writing songs for this record in 2019 Oh, um, kind of like bubbled up. It just basically bubbled up. Yeah. On you. Like, and then the world went crazy and there was even more like of that pent up, like there's no time to lose. We don't know if we have tomorrow, you know, energy fire happening. So the album is, is, is full of a lot of fight. Like a lot of like, I'm not going to lay down and be done. Like we have more to say because <laughs> we did. So yeah. what then, what's your, and maybe they're the same, but what is your favorite song that is the most meaningful to you from the album, which I know it's always hard, but I'm going to ask you anyway. And then what do you think, which song do you feel like captures 
that point in time, that point in history that we were at in 2020 when the world changed? It's really hard to pick a favorite. I, I know that's typical, mm-hmm. but I, I've, I've been asked that question in quite a few interviews and I feel like every time it's a different answer. Um, because it depends on the mood that I'm in. And what I wanted to do with the album was um, show all the sides, you know, let there be the separation. There's no one song that sums me up, that makes, you know? That makes sense because we as people hold all aspects of potentiality. So how can you possibly say one represents the total when you're yeah. asking for a fraction? Yeah, my favorite... Uh, like this week <sighs> might be better without you. Uh, I, I really love that song. It, it kind of was, it was written sort of at the last minute as a band, which is also a challenge. That's not really my like safe zone. Like I like to write by myself in a safe place and then bring my idea to the group. And then we do it together from there, but to really like in the moment, come up with the ideas together um, on the spot like that, that's, that's a more, high energy go 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 like somebody come up with something good or we're moving on kind of thing uh and it was one of those songs i love that um i love my band i have a really talented group of musicians around me that uh we all push each other we all have a little bit of a different style actually so when we come together it makes something different than when i'm working by myself and i really love that um so i don't know i guess for today i'll call that my favorite I don't know what sums up 2020, but Wasted on You definitely uh, was that feeling in in the get-go, in the moment of like lockdown starting and just being like, okay, like let's just belt out the reality of this moment um, and then use my voice. Like that might be the one because just over the, over the course of time that had already built up, but over, especially over the course of 2020, it just felt like there was so much to go, okay, that's it. I'm putting my foot down about, um, and to stand up and say, okay, <laughs> everybody go vote. <laughs> um, that was important to me. That was important to all of us. And that definitely took courage because that's not our thing. Um, and I, I've been really inspired seeing, um, people all over the world actually, um, use their voices and fight for what's right even when it's not popular and even when that's dangerous and difficult to do. Um, and I, I really, I mean it when I say I have hope for the future, I really do. It's not easy. Um, it's just not like that, but, uh, where we are now, even just, I, I, I really feel like popping the pimple of everything, you know, that's wrong is good. We have to face what's broken before we can fix it and get to the next chapter. And I feel like 2020 was a big year for just like exposing a lot of things and awareness about um, social injustices. Um, And a lot of that movement was just beautiful and inspiring to me. Um, So, you know, I think that like people being brave and being willing to, to go, yeah, no, I want more. I'm not, I'm not ready to accept something that isn't acceptable and just go to sleep, you know, <laughs> hope for, hope somebody will fix it for me. Um, I don't know. I, I, I have a lot of hope for our youth and, and for our future. Yeah. Well, I think that the album title probably says sums up what you just said the best, the bitter truth. Because yeah. It's, it's not, it's not, it's not a piece of cake. The truth. No, is it's not. not. It's hard cake. work. 
we got to face it. We've got to face what's happening so we can get, we can be better people. Be good in here, it. good out there. Yeah. <laughs> your sound and your energy, like it just, it just really um, resonates. So I've always loved your music. Thank you. That's really cool to know. Um, yeah. From one badass to another. Cheers. Congrats. Congrats on the new album. Thank you. This was so nice. Thanks everybody for listening to the Pretty Intense podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you like what you heard today and you want to hear more, please click on the subscribe button.